You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. But holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe this. We have a special guest in the studio who is so enamored with our Matthew McConaughey NBA preview. Ladies and gentlemen, it is none other than Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? How you Matthew, doing? I'm a big fan. You know, we were just using your movies to preview the NBA last week. What's going on? Are you a big sports fan? Hey, man, you got a joint? No, I, I don't have a joint. It'd be actually. a lot cooler if you did. Holy shit, Matthew! You walk around actually quoting your own movies. I expected so much more. No from, man, from they you. just follow me around like a documentary. I just talk. Oh, that, just movies just follow you around like yeah, that. Man, huh? What's know. the best part about being Matthew McConaughey? Best part about being a high school girl. So <laughs> you get old and older, they stay the same age. This is so interesting. I'd never had any idea that Matthew McConaughey only quoted his movies. Did you watch the game yeah. last night, Matthew? Uh, no, nah, man. I was too busy playing my bongos and. Smoking a joint. You're just playing bongos. You you were like the coolest guy ever. Is it cool? What's it yeah. like having Matthew McConaughey's penis? Is it fun? It's a pretty nice penis, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of great feedback from all the girls and uh, Kate Hudson. I shouldn't talk about that really because uh, she's a married lady. But uh, are you telling me right now that you slept with your fool's gold co-star, Kate Hudson? Hey, hey, hey! Hell yeah, man! Did that happen? Was it good? Of course it was good. That girl, uh, she can suck a golf ball through garden hose. Now, do you ever say. just look at yourself in the mirror and mm-hmm. think, God damn, I'm so good looking. I'm so talented. What is it like to be Matthew McConaughey? Well, usually I just drive around my Lincoln and I just look out and I think really deep thoughts like, hey, you know what? Mm-mm. 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 The world keeps on spinning, man. Holy know? shit. That is so profound. I yeah, feel like man, you just, just touched me in a way, Matthew. Yeah. You're kind of like my own spirit animal right here in front of me. I can't believe I like it. You're even more sounds, ruggedly handsome. I just uh, I like to surf, drive yeah. my Lincoln. What sports are you playing these days? Right now, I'm, I'm basically playing the bongos and yeah. uh, doing a lot of power fucking. Power fucking, <laughs> really? Now, That's is that sport. in between uh, uh, your your uh, very intense foosball sessions? I hear you're a great yeah. foosball player. And me and Lance, well, I do some, I'm pretty good. You, you, you play foosball? A little bit, yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't think I'm as intense as you are, though. Yeah, me and Lance Armstrong, we go around, we uh, we do triathlons, and we uh, run marathons. How many testicles do you have between y'all, you and Lance? Three total. Three total testicles. Yeah, yeah. Do you split those, or who? How does the breakdown no, work I, exactly? I get to keep all the testicles. You know, he has his one. He does fine just with one testicle. You know, ladies he, and gentlemen, yeah. I can't believe it. 
Here it is. Matthew McConaughey, everybody. Yeah, is right. there any question you want to ask Matthew McConaughey, Tommy Wakefield, Come our on, producer? Tommy. Who's a great producer. He got Matthew in here. I can't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I use my vast network of celebrity connections to... <laughs> Tommy, less about you, more about Matthew. It's a big star over here. He's oh, going to leave. Me, excuse me. If you don't talk about him, he's going to want to leave. Uh, what, what was uh, your, you know, working with a director like Richard Linkletter, what, what was he like in person? Oh, man, he's cool. Me and Richard go back way. We go back to 20, 30 years. You know, we did Slackers together. Before that, we did another movie called Yank My Doodle. It's a dandy. <laughs> you might not have seen that one. What's your least favorite film you've ever done, Matthew? Uh, probably that one about the gays. <laughs> now is that the politically correct term the gays uh, i think so yeah now you would think working on that film dyer's uh, dallas buyers club you would have uh, Man, developed just, a certain uh you know sensitivity for, towards lgbt issues i was there for the paycheck you know trying to see if i could smash jennifer garner holy sh and did you smash jennifer garner nah finger though <laughs> you did which finger uh, i don't want to talk about it right now Yo, let me ask you something, Matthew. Uh -huh. What's what's the deal? What's the deal with uh, the green wall? The green, the big wall. What do they call that thing in in Fenway Park? Hey, man, the green monster. You know, the green monster. Yeah. What's it? What, isn't that also the name of a kind of Mexican dirt weed that you used to sell <laughs> in L.A. County when you first came over here? I don't know, man, but I'm telling you, it's getting really exhausting talking like Matthew McConaughey as Matthew McConaughey. Holy shit, it is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is not Matthew McConaughey. A lot of people want to know the news today is, of course, pipe bombs being sent to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Who was it? It's Bill Dawes, everybody. The great Bill Dawes. I don't know, if you, should, I don't know if you should say that. <laughs> that was a weird connection right? to make. Like, I'm, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like he sent the pipe I bombs. I lay pipe, I'm but I don't to, send pipe to, bombs. I'm just trying to, you know, send a little few signals. <laughs> what if I got are not? You, are you against pipe bombs, sir? <laughs> sir, I feel sir? so old. Where, uh, where have you been the last three weeks? Uh, what exactly is a pipe bomb? I don't even know what that is. It's a, a pipe bomb is an explosive device with shrapnel uh, attached all around it. It could be washers or screws, pins, anything uh -huh. above. But it's just uh, compacted around an explosive device. Uh, it's interesting that you know that. Knows a, <laughs> knows a lot about pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. They nice beard. Uh, anyway. We actually had, uh, growing up, there was a brown kid at our high school, right? And it was a few years before me, but uh, a bunch of students didn't like him, uh -huh. and he was giving them bad grades and everything. So this kid, brown kid, actually uh, got a manual somewhere, built himself a pipe Whoa. bomb, and attached it to the teacher's car, right? Yeah. And the day it was scheduled to blow up, right before he went in, he went up and he told the teacher like what happened and everything. I'm like, dude, that guy is so lucky he did that shit pre 9/11. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And can yeah. you imagine growing up in that community? Like, my life would have been fucked if some brown kid would have blown up a teacher with a pipe bomb and 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. Jesus. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It would have been terrible. It would have been fucking terrible. Yeah. Almost as terrible as the Green Monster, which I think is Why is it horrendous. terrible? The Green Monster is awesome. The Green Monster is awesome. The stuff of lore. It is. But that's the thing. If it didn't have the years of tradition and history behind it, there's no way you could build the Green Monster today. It's like an Why? obstacle on the putt-putt course or something. We're just going to have – let's build a new park in Colorado. Yeah. We're just yes. going to have a mountain man with an axe just <laughs> swatting down you know balls how much, on either side. You know how much side. better baseball would be if there were more obstacles? Maybe they just have a guy with an axe chasing people in the outfield. <laughs> it would make the sport fun. Yeah, I just don't think that 
there's any way you could do that these days. There's no way if you were building like a new stadium, you're like, uh, we're just going to have a, a giant 180 foot wall over here that players had to hit off. Well, of. I mean, look, they've been building a lot of new stadiums because at one point they're like, hey, people aren't watching baseball. So they started doing all these throwback stadiums. So it was like a state fair with like picking up pumpkin patches and shit like that. I think that's cool. I would do it that. It is. It is cool. I would totally do but that. But it's shit. like a whole like Statue of Liberty play disguised from that. So baseball has become incredibly boring and the games are so long now. Well, Every game need, is like three and a half hours long. They need a, they need like a pitch count or something like that. Well, they just can't. People, baseball, you can just stop the game. Like it's the only sport where the catcher can be like, hold on, and then go tell the pitcher a secret. <laughs> whenever he wants like at and any point in the game pajamas. it's like a big yeah. secret pajama party at any, at any point in the game catching like time out <sighs> and then run back yeah they don't exactly. there's not even a limit they could do it a hundred times <laughs> weren't baseball games literally an hour shorter More i mean i just watch. made that up but like they were much shorter well the same thing happened in uh the ipl which is the indian cricket league over there uh-huh. which you could you used to you know if this is 2007 we could take a time machine and buy a franchise for 100 200,000 dollars those one? franchises are now worth over a billion each really yeah. in, 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 in india india is the center of professional cricket now oh, wow yeah but um point being so what they did you know test matches in cricket can go on 3 4 days so they actually shortened those matches to a certain amount of overs so the games can be played in like a reasonable amount of time and the popularity of the game just boomed after yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Baseball's got to be two and a half hours max. They so you're saying everyone should have giant walls and obstructions I'm saying that around the fifth inning, put out a guy with an axe to start chasing people <laughs> in the outfield. <laughs> Anything. But speaking of giant walls, did you know we are not the fattest country in the world anymore? It is Mexico. I oh, think the Lord. world is reaching a beautiful place where a third world country can be the fattest country in the world. Yeah. It turns out you don't need a wall. All you need is a hurdle, Bill Dawes. Why does that make sense? I get the fact that you're making fun of fat people, <laughs> but how does that joke make sense? What's the logic of that joke? Well, most if it was a so- hurdle, they'll... Oh, they oh they can't get over they a can't hurdle, get over the but they can get over. Okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay, this has been Bill Dawes questions jokes, <laughs> or maybe it should just be a bunch of vegan restaurants along the border, and then they would stay away. Well, that makes even less sense. Why? Because you say Mexicans. Don't because eat I'm saying yeah, because they're if they're all fat, they're all eating fucking Taco Bell. Well, you think they have Taco Bell in Mexico? It's probably not Taco Absolutely Bell. Absolutely, they have Taco Bell in Mexico. Yeah. Do you think they're getting fat on like homegrown food? They're getting fat on awful. American exported food to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a combination of they call them food deserts where healthy options don't exist, and you know the lack of um, healthy options at a viable cost. Yeah, will cause people to kind of eat really unhealthily because they yeah. don't have any other options or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I just love fat kids. Like you know, the day we had to run the mile in class, and the yeah. <laughs> it was like. A personal holocaust for the fat kid. You know what I mean? The dread on their face, like they're waiting yeah. at a train platform at Auschwitz or whatever. Yeah. That was always my favorite. And they were and, and the teacher would be like, You can just walk, Jimmy. It would take them thirty two minutes yeah. to do it. And he it. would just fucking walk his yeah, little yeah, yeah. his knees scraping together. Fat ass there. Yeah. Did you guys have that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had fat shaming back in the day but, too. We but, just called it presidential fitness but, award. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. But now... <laughs> oh, you like that one? I You're not like going to question one. that one? Sean won. Yeah, so, I'll, take uh, I'll take it. But uh, what the fuck was I saying? I'm so stoned right now. Yeah. No, that's just a good excuse. We what were you going to say? say? Well, we were talking about fat kids running, and that gave me a lot of joy. But the thing is, nowadays, you can't... If, if you have a fat son or daughter, you can just ha- have a note 
from your doctor saying, my child is fat. He can't do anything. Are you serious? And the, the teachers, yeah. You, 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 kids are now, they have no obligation to do physical education. Well, And they don't learn cursive either. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Which is terrible. Look at us being two old, crotchety men. I can't believe these young kids don't know cursive <laughs> now. On, <laughs> on that note, let's bring in our young video Laugh Factory intern slash baseball expert. Yeah. It's Vince Carraza. Vince, get your face in front of the camera. Look so at all you, these... Vince. Say hello. Look so at the how listener are, knows how cute you are. So you're in a baseball. You're a young kid. I feel like I'm looking at a kid in with, using only typewriters or a kid with the last MySpace page or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it, though. I like boxing, and nobody <laughs> likes boxing anymore. It's our Laugh Factory answer. Is he a good-looking kid, Bill? Good-looking young kid. Aren't I'm you go- jealous I'm of how go much promise with, he I'm going to go with some blend of Asian. No. <laughs> Incorrect. So. No? No? You like the Dodgers Mexican. Well, he yeah. looks like it could be on the cover of a campus brochure either way. You know what I mean? Do you guys have me, Tommy? I can, can you hear me in your – Yeah, I can hear you loud as fuck. Loud and clear. Can you guys hear me? I, I yeah. can't hear myself on yeah. the mic. Tommy, we're good. Yeah, nothing yeah, is we connected here. As usual, a shit job by our wonderful producer. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you growing a mustache, Tommy? Is that yeah, what's what happening the fuck right is there? Going on with that I'm thing? just badly maintaining my facial hair in an attempt to seem more rugged and interesting. Are you doing? No, that? don't don't go for rugged, dude. You already got the. Sh- show your face to these oh, kids. Right. It looks like it's a sequel to Drew Barrymore's Never Been Kissed. Mustache, <laughs> so you can blend in with the eighth graders. Yeah, you're looking like you're gonna. <laughs> Audition for an 80s sexcom reboot or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh Especially with that Adidas jacket. Which hipster did you beat the shit out of to steal that? Look, bro, look. Man? Tommy, we, we, we have, or like what Russian mobster? We have similar. <laughs> hipster slash Russian mobster. We have similar coloring, and I'm just yeah. saying the mustache with it's, our coloring it's is not a, happening. A, a I no don't know. Tommy's bueno. color is a little. He has more of an orange here on the red side of orange, I gotta say. Yeah, Tommy's I don't know. I think we're, but we're just basically gingery. I got a feeling like Bill Dobbs is more successful with the ladies than me, though. You know yeah, what I, mean? I have a feeling what, that's you, probably true. You think true a also. pedophile mustache is going <laughs> to get you laid more? Um, you know, just a little bit. Just you know. Well, did you do that specifically for the ladies? No, here's the thing. I didn't. Uh, I just kind of was lazy and let it grow out. No, that's a, that's s- not a lazy girl. You shaved that thing. Dude. I did. I did shave if, it once if, and if, not yeah, all the way off. I don't hey, really. There's, there's a lady. Lady, come here. Tommy, why don't you have a seat like a grown up? Sh- shave, oh shave her. Give her the mic. What do you think? Do you think Tommy is more attractive with the mustache or without? Is this a winning mustache to you? It looks more like mustache and goatee, kind of. Like he's doing yeah, the it's whole a mustache thing. goatee. Do combo. they connect? They eventually connect oh, no. after several years. Oh, you don't want. Oh, to if connect. they don't connect, no, then... you don't want to connect. Dude. Of course you do. No, you look like a paper salesman if that shit connects. You know, <laughs> no, you but want, if you, you could... want the you want the depth, <laughs> you want the depth non-connection. See how hard I work for that right there? Oh no, man, you, have, you, 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 I mean, you mostly connect though. But on point, you don't Just want the, the little boot and the little boot like Sean that. has great facial hair. Yeah, yeah, this is Harris. We expect you got more. No, 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 no. Mine, mine's bad. But you. His, look, his facial hair grows in like weird flesh yeah, yeah. colored. It's you, really disconcerting. You, <laughs> you're like the you're like the kid in high school who could grow. He's like, look at me grow my facial hair. Oh, first man. See your picture. Yeah. You like know the, what I mean? That's Mexican, the joke the, I've been telling. The Mexican kid in eighth grade like, who sprouts look, it before look, everybody dude. else, and he's so proud of it. Yet yeah, it still looks like. I've shit. been kind of roasting myself. On stage with it as like a thing, but it's, well, you're it's just not roasting gonna... yourself walking down the well, street. I, with yeah. it, actually, first of all, just just shave it because then you look. It makes you look younger. Right, but maybe I don't want to look yeah. younger. You know what I want to look LA. like. Who wants you know to James Woods from Casino. He looks like that character twenty five years younger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. You definitely look like a delinquent right now. <laughs> See how Vince, Vince, are you look getting all the ladies or the men? Which one are you into? Ladies. Ladies. Yeah. Okay. How's yeah. your dating life going? I've got a girlfriend, so. Look yeah. at that. Do you I'm, see that? No pedo mustache. Are you seriously, I'm being completely honest. Do you have a problem meeting and getting girls? Are you serious? Oh, no, I'm, I'm very smooth and cool. I mean, here's the thing is I always set my aim a little bit too high. Like, I can get Tommy girls. Give me an example of Tommy a girl. Is like too, what's too high for you? Too high for me. Like Liz He's in the office? to pick up Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiffany yeah. Haddish might be an overreach. Well, the other thing is that I just mostly go to open mics and comedy events, and I don't do online dating. So it's like I don't really put myself in yeah, opportunities Tommy, to Tommy win. Tommy has a thing where he tries to pick up uh, bartenders at open mics. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. bartenders! Bartenders are hard. They're, They're very hard. They really are. That's a degree. That's like almost stripper complexity. You know, <laughs> picking up a bartender. Yeah, and uh, and I've gotten close once or twice. I had to settle for other girls at the bar. <laughs> oh, so you're one of these guys who's like you want to like you have some weird competitive thing where you want to get the hottest girl in the room as opposed to like this. Yeah, girl I'm that- a broken individual. <laughs> no, I think you just want to get laid, and you're starting at the top, but then you'll slowly accept whatever refuse. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. As generation, generation, as the time direction. ticks down, I mean, you gotta go for what you can. And it get. makes it really hard in LA because the yeah. clock, you know, it's one thirty is the last call. You don't have as much time okay, to work. I, with I will there. say this: I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I mean, spring chicken, but the bartender. I don't fuck. I don't try to fuck the bartender. You don't try to. Fuck that's the like bartender. when you're a comic try, trying to fuck the waitress move. at the comedy club. Yeah, yeah that's stupid. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's not easy because they see a million comics. So if you exactly. can, if you can seal and when you're in like Tupelo or whatever the fuck it is, it's like a <laughs> Tupelo, Arizona. You know, uh, is that do, where it is? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want the? Uh, do you want the waitresses at Tupelo? No, but like when you're on the like r- Jay scene, Leno talked like about that. It's like that Sideways where uh, they're coming home. And it's like you know the bigger woman. She's like, hey, were you on that soap opera? And like uh, Paul G. Mike's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're gonna get married. And he's like, you just don't understand my plight. <laughs> that was I, I don't know, I, I'm gonna call him out, but now he's a, he's a Nazi. Who cares? But Owen Benjamin, uh, he did a show called Sullivan's Sons. Yeah. And I was like, how's that How's that going? Is that like, does that change your career? Yeah. A lot more profile? He's like, nah, not really, but uh, it's enough to close in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But just funny. very matter of fact. Just enough but to close Owen Benjamin did kind of go off the rails there. You know what I think happened is he did something, you know, he, he got everybody angry and then he found kind of protection in the right wing. Like they mm-hmm. protected him. Be like, oh, that's not big of a deal. So he kind of actually found an audience. The same yeah. way like stoners find like weed audiences or like, you know, people will play, you know, let's <laughs> Amy Schumer will find liberal audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of cynically play it in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened to him. And I think that's what happens in general to a lot of right wing people. <laughs> Dennis Miller. You know what I mean? Where uh, they get Antonio pushed a Sabato, little bit. And Antonio when they fight Sabato back. Jr., Dean Kane. Um, you know, these guys, who's that Charles in charge, yeah. that motherfucker, once they lose success and they speak in a little bit of way, they no. find a kind of community. That's that, not what it is. Tell this me what it is. This is I'm what I'm probably going to disagree with these you. These people that are moderate, they say, huh, I've noticed that this one, you think liberal- Owen Benjamin is moderate. Hear me out. Okay. They start off moderate and then they go, huh, this one aspect of liberal ideology is a little fucked up. 
And then there's a Persian army of 3,000 white women <laughs> that come with all their social justice warrior spears and they attack the fuck out of them. Yeah. And then he fights back and then it's just like, whoa, and then he's in a corner and now he's far right. Yeah, I know. And, and the left needs to make more space for just like dudes, you know what I mean? And not castigate them for every single thing. Because, yeah, I know we're not supposed to give a shit about young men, but like we're losing them towards propaganda efforts from the right simply mm. because they'll accept them. You know? Yeah. And that's it. And I look at the statistics, and it's like 67% of white dudes, even yeah. young ones, are all yeah. like Trumpy and shit. And that is worrisome. Well, what, what, what liberal white women have to realize, you can either be right or you can be effective. Yeah. Do you want to win in 2020 yeah. and 2018? Right. The Republicans win because they play dirty and they don't give a shit. Like, the ideological purity of the left is their biggest downfall. It's like you have to be right on 100% of the issues. Yeah. Right. What if it's I agree like with you 70% test. of the time? Can that be enough? Well, yeah, I agree, but then I think Caitlyn Jenner is hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not part of the team anymore. Now, we I don't want you. So well, go join I, the other side. I said it last week. I think the people who walk the line perfectly culturally in terms of everything is South Park. Those guys know exactly what they're doing. I don't know if you watch the new season, but their ability to criticize both sides while criticizing both sides, I don't. I I shudder to use the term correctly because there should be no artistic kind of tests applied to art performance but those guys kind of do it correctly meaning they call out the sh bullshit on the left that should be called out and they're calling out like the heavy bullshit on the right and right bill maher i think is similar ish bill maher is similar ish he is similar ish but if you notice now he's getting a lot of shit from uh from the left you know they've kind of cascaded him onto his own onto his own island as well yeah because he has a problem with <sighs> i hate purity and that's there's something called and we're gonna get to the dodgers here in a <laughs> second but there's something called uh the horseshoe theory and what the horseshoe theory says at the end of the political spectrum those people are more alike than they're not you know what i mean meaning ultra left people who are like blah 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 and ultra right people if you look at their views and we actually spent time to sit down and do it which we're not going to do right now <laughs> but if we did you would find out that their positions are actually a lot closer than you would imagine. And they did a study and they found that their brains actually work in the same way. Yes. That's why I think it takes a lot more courage now to be in the center. Yeah. You know, the new counterculture is the center. You yes. know what I mean? Govern from the center right, govern from the center left. And I swear to you, in two centuries, we will find ourselves floating amongst <laughs> the stars in peace and harmony well, okay, with one another. Okay, here's something. I, I know we don't want to get too deep in the political, but yeah. here's what I think it is, personally. I think. I don't want to get too deep, but here we go, right? <laughs> but this, this is just a statement. But, uh, but Republicans think of liberals that uh, they disagree, they're, they're wrong. They think they're wrong or they're stupid because they disagree. Liberals think Republicans are evil. Hmm. And I think that's one of the big problems. Because every I can't tell you I go to well, my, no, I don't even look I at Facebook. Think, I go I to Facebook and then with like if oh, you're please. if you're voting for uh, Trump, Obama and like, Clinton are fucking children I'm, on Mars. The uh, demon monkeys no, are children oh, yeah, are gonna be but, fucking on Mars. Okay, you're talking about you can't even believe these you're talking about Alex, our children. Dude, you're, these goddamn demons you're all about, over the goddamn place. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Uh, anyway, so but I'm talking about just normal people. I'm, I'm not about Alex fucking Jones. Alex normal Jones people on Facebook talks to the president regularly. Yeah, he well, is now the a president is also person. a fucking moron retard. Who is the right? That is the right. He now. is not the right. He is the right. No, now. he is. 
This whole never Trumper thing, and now we're into it. Never Trumper things are a very small part of the Republican Party, okay? They may be a moneyed part of the Republican, but they're a very small part of the Republican Party. But here's the, the Republican bigger Republican Party is normalized to Trump. They've completely accepted Trump. If you watch Fox News, like I watch Fox News, I watch Fox News because I want to know what the fuck is happening with half this country, how they're viewing how they're viewing the news events. If you watch Fox News, they regularly uh, demonize their political opponents on the basis of nothing, of nothing at all. And that both sides thing does not wash out. If you look at the mainstream news, they have objective news standards, which they may skew liberal, but they they do stuff like they print retractions. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like if they, if they on go page after, 20, three days later. After, if, they go after, if they go after somebody, it's based on a news story. It's not like that shit that was happening back in Obama's days. Like, okay. oh, my God, death panels and all that yeah. bullshit. Well, here's, here's, here, that's interesting. Here's, the, 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 here's the truth, dis, though. Ready? Dis, dis truth, the truth is distruth is not equal on both sides. And when you do that, it, it, fucking, it does more to validate the Trumpies. Than it does okay, here's mm. the truth of the Republican Party, having Republican family. Oh, yeah. They think Trump is fucked up. They think he's a bit of an idiot. But they also don't care that fucking much about what he said. Rich suburban Republicans. Dude, my family is rich. Are you suburban kidding me? Repu- Did, aren't you? Aren't both of your kid, brothers doctors? Yeah, aren't you because like a rocket scientist we're geniuses. Who went to MIT bro. or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, but we grew up fucking poor public schools, dude. I grew up with fucking nothing. It wasn't like we we went to fucking Ivy League schools because we had legacy. Wait, there. didn't you go to Princeton on scholarship? Well, <laughs> <Okay. Okay. laughs> look, look. Here's my point. If you want to know where it boils down to, is that uh, Republicans govern off of fear and Democrats govern off of fear of Dem- of Republicans. You know what I mean? Republicans hmm. govern off of fear mm-hmm. and, Repu- and Republicans govern off of fear and Democrats govern off of fear of Republicans because mm-hmm. they're giant That's vaginas fair. and giant pussies. <laughs> yeah, if, Republi- if Democrats actually stood up for their shit, it'd be a complete like they ran away from Obamacare when they should have been campaigning on it all this fucking time. What is going on in the midterms now? Every Republican coming out with a message. We support pre-existing conditions, even though they're lying out their fucking anus. Uh, and yeah. you know who else a is repu- lying? A politician lying to you get reelected? Else, what? You know who else is lying out of their anus is people who say Clayton Kershaw. There we go. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of segways. Segway, baby. Segway, baby. You knocked that I'm one out of the park. I'm sick of these goddamn demon Clayton Kershaws <laughs> eating vampires children and fucking our children and pedophiles on Mars. Anyways, bringing in our baseball expert. I'm just going to do this podcast as Alex Jones. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. You get a lot more listeners. Yeah, Alex Jones. I know, right? <laughs> Alex Jones. Uh, so, Vince. Yeah. What happened with Clayton Kershaw yesterday? What the fuck? Is, Did he become a Republican, Clayton Kershaw? Are we talking I about that? So. No, we're not. Yeah. I didn't become a Republican yesterday after this. He's been listening to too much Alex Jones. Uh, Has he been? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he he's he started off not great, but then he he recovered. Eloquent uh, as always, Vince. What? <laughs> not the, so he chokes a lot of dick in the postseason, right? I I think he's he he's mediocre. Use that phrase. He's mediocre in the postseason. <laughs> he he like this postseason. He threw like he threw two gems. He threw one eight inning uh, game right. in uh, in Atlanta, and then. He threw a seven-inning game last series against Milwaukee. Yeah. So I think he has his moments, but then he also, you know, has his choke moments too. Now it bothers you when people say Clayton Kershaw is a choker, doesn't it? A little bit, but now what would I say? What would you say if I said this to Clayton Kershaw? Play ball like a girl. <laughs> what would you say to that? 
I think that's uh, genderist. Is that a phrase? <laughs> I agree with Bill. You agree with Bill? Yeah. God, fucking kids are so boring. Remember that commercial that I said? They said, you run like a girl. Go, this is how a girl runs. And they're like, I'm like, yeah. nah. Well, in Sandball, in Sandball 2, or yeah. Sandlot 2, they used it as a compliment because it was like, people, was, you play a ball? And she was like, yes, I know. Thank you. Yeah. But the phrase, throw like a girl, is, it's pretty apt. Yeah, yeah. Like girls throw a particular yeah. way. And I would judge dudes. Like if we were growing up, I would still do it oh. now. And you have a football or a baseball and you throw it to me and you can't throw it. I will judge yeah. you fucking hard. And what did you do yeah. with your childhood and your adolescence? And if, if you I saw a girl a get a football, football and do like do like that, I'd be like, It's hot. Oh. It's so hot. That yeah. the, the sexiest thing a girl can do is have like a great golf swing. It is the sexiest oh, thing, yeah. which is why I'm so turned on by John Daly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me that. Those BB. man boobs <laughs> shaking around. Give me that BBW. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But uh, back, back to Kershaw. Back to Kershaw. Yeah. What the fuck was that? That's like how we used to. It was like five, five. How? What did they hang on him in the first inning? Five or two, two runs. runs on the first five batters. Yeah, not so, great. Not I, fucking great. I think it was some d- uh, defensive. Uh, there was like, definitely mishaps. defensive laps in there. Yeah, Puig, th- there were, one. You yeah. know what I mean. And we there were some grounders that that got through the infield that we probably could have gotten if we had yeah. better defensive positioning and stuff like that. But so I, I wouldn't put defensive it all positioning. The kid knows what he's talking about. <laughs> That's pretty good. So yeah. I, I wouldn't put it all on Kershaw because he. He didn't look rattled, you know, like he recovered and he pitched well in the next few innings. Yeah, but Can I ask you a question? Like what do you think about this uh, article in the Times today okay. that baseball is fucking boring? <laughs> what do you think about – do you think that baseball that is become, true. Do you think what it's do you become think more Why boring? Are baseball Some people kid? are saying it's becoming more boring because the it's pitchers have the advantage. Uh, I, I'd, I'd agree it's boring to some people if – maybe if you didn't grow up playing it. Or, so you grew up playing it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like my, my family's been into it, so – I, I think but has the game changed? Has it become no? The problem is it hasn't changed, Bill. Well, you know, I, in other sports, like let me say what okay, I have to say, yeah. and then you go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> in other sports, uh, they've changed dramatically over time. Whether you want to look at the NBA instituting a three-point shot in like and longer shorts that don't give you wedgies and longer yeah. shorts. Remember Patrick Ewing used to, have to <laughs> tape up his dick. Remember that? Uh, that was always. Uh, the I don't remember. <laughs> that was always the thing of the school ground that Patrick Ewing used to have to tape his dick around the leg, which when they had the short shorts. But uh, so you know the NBA has introduced uh, stuff like the three-point shot, and you can't hand check when you're guarding. The NFL, all the rules to make defense harder to increase scoring. So yeah. these are games that have taken really big steps to kind of make. Them more the same thing. entertaining in yeah. the modern age. Baseball has a problem that's been around since the 19th century, and you have baseball purists who it took them forever to even let black people in. You think they're gonna like have a fucking pitch count? No. Like, there's stuff that can be done to speed the game up. That I think the biggest is probably the pitch count. You know, to get the game down to around three hours, but right. it's just, you have all those old baseball purists who just will never let any changes happen. Yeah, so, I think yeah. you're probably right about that with the baseball purists. I mean, because then it. Like the other part of it, like baseball is like it revolves so much around the statistics of it all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if there's a sport that tracks as many stats as baseball does. What's that? Which is why analytics work. There's a phrase for the stats they do in baseball now called sturgetition or sabermetrics. Sabermetrics. All right. That too. The kid knows what's up. (laughs) Sabermetrics. They actually do big, the Sloan conference and they have all these big conferences at Princeton. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Now, where they do all new, new kinds of stuff in sports analytics, but it was baseball that kind of 
paved the way on that because it is so statistically right. heavy and statistically based. Yeah, and so I think because of that, a lot of the purists won't want to change it because then yeah. it, I don't know if it invalidates what happened before it, but it just it makes it like well, two completely separate eras, you know? Yeah, it would, but that's fine. And it would make the game more entertaining. Like you'll see what happened in that first inning a whole lot more. Like that's how we used to play fucking T-ball. Just like hitting dingers like they were doing off of Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was so good until the other kids started pitching, then my baseball career was over. <laughs> but I think I could have hit Kershaw last night. Do you know have you ever tried to have you ever tried to hit a baseball? They say hitting a curveball is the hardest thing you can do in sports. And I have to concur. It is fucking impossible. Oh yeah. I was at Wrigley Field and How about that... dunking if you're white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's a core skill of the sport. You know what I mean? Like, I try to hit a 75-mile-per-hour baseball. It is fucking frightening, oh, yeah. bro. It is frightening, man. All right. Uh, so, who has better pitching the rest of the way? Quickly. Uh, I think Dodgers. The Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, for You're sure. You're a homestand. I thought, I, thought <laughs> I thought the Red Sox had better pitching going forward. Um, I mean, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but right. I think just based on I'll make the a history. bet the Red Sox are going to win right now. You want to put money on it? <laughs> Do it. I, uh, how much? 40 bucks. I don't make that much money. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jamie? Forty for bucks. He doesn't even make forty uh, bucks here a week. We oh, you're an intern. We give them opportunity, buddy. And oh, you okay? In that case, <laughs> no, in that I'm case, an employee, but in yeah. that case, sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have that better. Who has the better offense? Who has got the better bats going? Forward? Uh, I think probably the Red Sox. They're they're pretty close, but probably I think the Red Sox. They only won sixteen more games this year, right? Yeah, but we we had like some injuries that took out a lot of guys throughout the year. I always so, love the we thing. We, you know, <laughs> me and the Dodgers. Or they, they. Boys. That's what I talk about sports too. Yeah. The but, worst are the Raiders fans, though, who, like, when they say we, they actually show up wearing shoulder pads. <laughs> and shit. Do they really? Oh, my God, yeah. That's because they they're like, getting a brawl. Yeah seriously, yeah, seriously. But, yeah, I mean, last season, we pretty much had the same team, and we won 104 games. So Right. It was always pretty close. Always surprise though. So yeah. what's this animosity from Dodgers fans towards Dave Roberts? Like, he didn't start Billingsley yesterday or some shit Bellinger. like Bellinger or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally don't <laughs> hate Dave this is, Roberts. This is why but... I check my phone, because that's deep cuts. <laughs> stuff I don't care about. Yeah. But I don't know. I think they just have a problem with, like, his, his like, analytics-based managing. And a lot of people like criticize him, and they say that like the front office runs things, and okay. like Dave Roberts doesn't do anything. But like he gets criticized for pulling starters too early, like if they're doing well, so, or putting in the wrong bullpen guys, or I see. things so like that. So when they get shit, he'll probably get shit. Yeah. So what's what's your call? How long do the Dodgers have? Because it seems to me like an inevitability until the Red Sox uh, win this thing. I think if they can win tonight, they can probably win it in six or seven. Okay, that's a complete homer. So that means it's going to be four one Red Sox. Great, <laughs> yeah. fantastic! I can't wait till this thing is All over. All the Dodgers so have I can to get do is, caring, is you know? win win more games than the than the Red Sox. Exactly. And then they got score to, more runs. That's it. They just have to score more yeah. points and prevent the other team from scoring points. I think you're onto something. I think Bill, I think Bill just summed it up. There we go. That all right, all right, all right. depth World Series MLB all right, all right, all right. review, Matthew man. And I can't... Oh, yeah, Matthew, Matthew. What, what are you, what's the call of the series, Matthew? Man, I think this is all about Mexicans versus good old American white people. There you go. Matthew McConaughey. He's uh, a racist, fantastic. <laughs> racist McConaughey. Racist McConaughey. I can't wait till baseball is over so I can go back to not caring. And do you know what time it is, everybody, Bill Dawes? I, lo- I know Bill Dawes loves our segments. Do you know what time it is, everybody? It's bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
Cheers, bro! <laughs> it is our NFL report card where we go through this week's NFL NFL best of week goes. What's going on, Tommy? What was that? Tommy, <laughs> I, was, I was just checking the board. <laughs> why are you bored, Tommy? I'm what not the fuck? I was checking bored, the soundboard. Yeah. Our first grade is an incomplete to John Gruden. Um, apparently, John Gruden is losing his locker room. We have one quote saying, from inside the locker room, you have to wonder if we've been playing for draft picks all along. No doy. Uh, despite everything the coaches have told us during training camp. Wow, you're just picking up to that now, anonymous player. Another anonymous player said um, the Mac trade was a real stiff jab, but the Cooper one was like a knockout punch, especially because we had just walked back in the door from the bye. We didn't believe it was coming, and coach said we weren't going to trade him. But I think the most interesting thing about John Gruden this week is John Gruden's virginity. What? Huh? Ooh, tell me more, Sean. Oh, I will. John Gruden told Playboy he lost his virginity while in South Bend, Indiana, with the Notre Dame fight song playing in his head. That's not a joke. That's 100% exactly what he said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love then, how he, he doesn't even address then, the woman. Yeah. And they said, and they said, so the song was playing or something. He goes, no, nah, man, that was just playing in my head the whole time. You know what I mean? Is that to stop himself or to keep himself hard? I don't know. I think he was just in South Bend, and the guy loves football so much. He's like, duh, 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 duh. But you think so? That's like a very heavy rhythm. To keep. What do you guys? Let's go around the table and talk about this. When you're having sex, uh, what do you think about to stop from having an ejaculation? We'll start with you. Your parents will watch this first. Oh, I don't know if I can speak on this. <laughs> Baseball. When yeah. you, when you, don't, you <laughs> don't, you don't want to. I think what Vince is saying that he comes virgin. so quickly, he doesn't have that option. <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever think about? Do you ever like? Like, Tommy I, someone suddenly has the sad Eli face, right? There. Somebody <laughs> said. I, I heard. I heard a couple people say Kevin Hart. Kevin L- Hart. Literally, like they think of like they, they think don't of come, a like, joke or what. Like what? so, they don't come. The Kevin Hart's face pops in their head, and they're like, <laughs> and then they. Yeah. Not like blue, what but do just you think, like Vince? What do I think about? Um, a lot of people count baseball stats. <laughs> yeah, that that works. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Is that a no comment, Vince? It, it is a little bit of a no comment. Oh, yeah. That means Vince came. You're never going to make it in the podcast world with an attitude <laughs> like that. What about you, Sean? What do you think about when you're trying to come? When, when, now when, it's when, like I'm old and so drunk, I have to think about like, oh, I got to come. You know what I mean? As opposed to the opposite. But you know what I used to think about? I used to think about a scene on some NBC sitcom and <laughs> where they would they talked exactly about this and he was like, Oh man, yeah, when I'm trying not to come, I'd think of baseball and like the twenties Yankees. Yeah. So then I think about that, that scene, scene when I'm trying not you to come. You know, from now on, I'm and gonna <laughs> think about you thinking about that scene exactly. so I don't come. And I'm like I'm like, does that actually work? And then I just think of hot dudes' asses and baseball pajamas that I usually come right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've been thinking about this long and hard. No, he really intended. has been over there. Oh, uh, I'll usually just focus on something in the room. Like, <laughs> but but for me, it has to be a physical sensation. So sometimes I'll like grab a side of the bed or I'll pinch my own leg mm. and I'll just mm. focus on that. Because mm. if I am thinking about like I have to shift the focus in my own body. 
Yeah. I'm calling or it doesn't work. Right <laughs> I, I believe you, it. That is I, what I do. I can tell you where these guys are. I also was a premature ejaculator for. Oh, most oh God. Of my are you serious? Yeah. Or are you just playing with the, the, no, the listeners? That's how it I'm is. Serious. I'm serious. You got a, a double bag. You just feels, got a double it bag. It feels so good. You're just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> yes, Tyler. Amen, brother. So back to Gruden's virginity. Oh, yeah. So I just sound It sounds a little bit like a rape. I'm just saying. Like to the Notre Dame fight song during sex, and he doesn't well, mention the very, woman. It's very military, like yeah, that comes from like a marching route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't sound like he knows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Chucky, man. It's fucking Chucky. Fucking Chucky. But I don't know if Chucky knows what he's doing when he's fucking, but he may know what he's doing when it comes to. to- Football, baseball everybody football um like i was giving john gruden shit and i can't believe i'm actually about to say this but um maybe john gruden knows what the fuck he's doing you know why I mean? i'll tell you why because you know everyone's shitting on him for the colonial mac trade and the mari cooper trade this guy now has five one two three four five first round draft picks in the next two years that's insane they're actually not moving to las vegas until 2020 they don't know where they're playing next year which is another interesting storyline interesting they may end up playing in london next year which could be actually that'd be, really cool. that'd be awesome that'd yeah. be really cool but so if you look at the squad when they came in it was actually super old and there was no talent anywhere on the roster Cleo Mack was one of the only pieces. So they traded him. Everyone's like, what the fuck? But if you think about it, they actually had to gut the entire roster, and they're looking towards 2020, their first season in Las Vegas. So why would you keep this 28-year-old stud around for two years? You're going to have to pay him $100 million. That means you're going to have two $100 million contracts on the books between Carr and Cleo Mack. And you're a rebuilding team, mm-hmm. you know? Without now, you have very little free agency space. The only way to build is through the draft. So by Gruden actually gutting the roster and kind of looking like an idiot for two years, he has that ten-year contract. He yeah. can come into twenty twenty with five first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And actually come in with someone of the squad. And who knows? Maybe they end up trading Derek Carr too. Yeah. So maybe John Gruden is not a fucking we, idiot. You know, you should have a segment called Time Capsule where you say something, you make a prediction. And then if this podcast is still going in a couple of years, yeah. if you're wrong, we all get to punch you in the face. <laughs> well, I just g- generally try to bring up the things that I'm just right about <laughs> all the time. So it's not really an issue. You know what I mean? Like I could tell you things I was right about right now. What, what's the writer's <laughs> record right now? Uh, one in five. One in five. Yeah. They yeah. play the Indianapolis Colts next week. Mm. Yes. And the Colts are one in five, too? excited. We are two and five. Two and five. Two and we. Five. Okay, that's right. We you, are another you, one of those ways. Co-owner of the I'm Colts. I'm the co-owner of the team. <laughs> and we are also going to give a D to David Carr for crying. Uh, there's also a report that the Raiders locker room is no longer behind one David Carr. Mm-hmm. After being tackled this past weekend, it was reported that our man, David Carr, was crying on the field. Bill Dawes, is it ever acceptable as a man to cry? Let me tell you something. I can't tell you. When I cry, I always close in small towns with, with crying. What do you mean? Oh my God. I close in small towns. I'm just doing that. Part. Okay. No. Uh, Explain. I, didn't get it. I was joking. The Owen Benjamin thing. Oh, crying okay. always helps me close in small towns. No, I think that... Um, I, look, dude. I, I, I'm an actor. And... Crying and being vulnerable, women like that. So the only word, like what you're worried, like, oh, you're a little bitch. Too many guys are like, I gotta be fucking. It's that to me is fucking stupid. That's gay. 
like not being vulnerable. That's gay with three Y's and two A's, so I'm not being homophobic. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so ooh, you're, a fan, you're a fan of men crying. Absolutely. When's the last time you cried? I, 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 was, do, I was doing a, a coaching today. I, I, not, I didn't really, I mean, like tears, like literal liquid. No, my like face. actual you human cries, a human being. Let's get to the real <laughs> like, are you talking like shoulders and like it's shooting out like an anime cartoon. Yeah. Like, and uh, you, and you never, how do you keep from busting a nut for lack of a better term? You never answered that question. You put poor Tommy uh, and Vince on. The, well, uh, I'm a former Kundalini yoga instructor, so I don't need that amateur shit, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, he's not joking. He actually, were you really a Kundalini? I know you're some kind of yoga instructor. I was. God, no, but I'm like you because I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, it's more lies. like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta encourage it and co- I gotta keep it keep it along. Yeah, I, I know, like, right? I it gets to, it like, gets harder, dude. I don't have to, slow especially it down. if you have a couple of drinks. It gets a lot harder. <laughs> Thank God. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? How old are you, Tommy? I'm a uh, 24. <sighs> <laughs> I want to take you under my wing. We, you you want to go on the road you. with me to, to Reno Teach next week? World. Let's yeah. Fucking, get this guy to stay here. Oh, uh, you going to go with me off the road trip? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm about to get all kinds When's of When's the last time you cried? I'll get you so late, dude. Oh, the last time I cried? I don't. Uh, when I was about to move out to LA, this is. I just cried in front of a Moe's Burritos from, from nothing. That was the last time I remember. Well, I can almost crying. feel it. Why? I dude, I was like just Anxiety, really stressed out about scared. moving across the country and having no idea Where'd what you I move was going to do. North Carolina. Oh yeah, that's a big move. Yeah, I never bit, lived in a big city or anything, so, and it just came out of nowhere. I just started weeping in my car <sighs> while I was eating a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> you and Bill are giant vaginas. Unlike these two, I'm actually a man. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I've only cried twice in my life. Are you serious? <laughs> You've only cried twice. Yes. I feel like kicking the ball. See if you can make you cry a third time right and now. And I will admit to you. You want to hear one time I cried? Yeah. I cried. This is one time when I cried when I saw this. Complete me. <laughs> Wait, that is that Jerry Maguire? Yeah. <laughs> what, you heartbroken that Tom Cruise wasn't gay? <laughs> oh my God, I was watching this and he walks in. I'm here to see my wife. <laughs> you? Complete me. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it right now. Well, just okay. shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Yes. Had me right there. And uh, <laughs> I feel like Tommy's got a little moist over there. Oh, my God. And I don't, mean, I, in, I don't mean in his eyes. Bagoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro. I remember I was sitting there watching that in like seventh grade with my sister. And I'm like sitting at the couch so she couldn't see me. And I'm like into it because it's about sports and everything. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I find myself really wrapped up into this relationship between Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, there's no way it's going to work. Just too much stuff has happened. There's just no way it's going to work. And then the last scene, they're all ragging on. Oh, I hate men. Oh, I hate men. And he walks in. I'm here to see my wife. And I knew it yeah. right there. I was done, bro. Yeah, I hit it. I hit it. You know what I, mean? I turned away. I had a I hit it. first date. I went to Marley and Me on a first. I swear to God. I swear to God. I don't even fuck with dog movies. Yeah, go ahead. I went to Mar, and I'm like, oh, it's Owen Wilson, man, it's gonna be fine. He's like a funny guy, and uh, I and I and she she was like, you know, to my right, and I just remember like, I started like. Like drip off the chin. Plink. What the dog dies or something, right? I mean, it's the most. Yeah. It's a si- very simple movie where it's like, here's a dog for an hour and a half. Now we're going to kill it. Yeah. And then, then it's like 20 minutes after the dog dies, just people dealing with a dead dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, 
cover up, like, <clears throat> and she was totally like stone faced, like, what the fuck? You're crying over a fictional movie. No, there was like a week or two last year where just like every movie I watched, I don't know if I was mm-hmm. menstruating or something, I was just like, oh my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the other one that always gets me is um, Deer Hunter, dude. Not the scene uh, where he's like, Mow! 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 But when he comes home and like Chris Walken's dead and Meryl Streep is like all sad and everyone's just like fucking sad and shit. It gets me every time. I, I cried during uh, night school. With the, Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, because I had to pay $16 for the movie. Hey now! Hey, come on. It's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tiffany's Sorry. your buddy. You'll tell her that the next no, time. She's the it. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's great. Amazing. You have to suck up to Tiffany now. It's the rule. <laughs> I wouldn't suck up to her. You know I had a date with Tiffany. Did you really? Yeah. When? Uh, ten years ago, when oh, I first really? came out here, and I picked her up in a convertible red Thunderbird. You know when oh, Ford wow. had those new Thunderbirds, like yeah, ten years ago, when hot. you were like twelve, <laughs> figuring out which hand to masturbate with. First started sprouting the, that mustache, right? <laughs> it's a convertible red uh, Thunderbird, and I picked her up in the ghetto, yeah. and she had like it, it was like bars, and on. that didn't close the deal because I know Tiff was maybe going through financial. She signs she, she came out, and Tiffany's always been like super hot. I thought, yeah. and, and she came out, there and we go, won this day. Went to Hollywood Hills, and she started like it was like a total like rich white person party, and she was looking around, went all the overcoats, like took pocketbooks out, was like started taking money out, and I was like, ah, oh, this is funny. She's playing a joke, and she just kept the money, <laughs> and I was like, are you gonna put it back? She's like, hell no, fuck these bitches. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was that was the that was the story. I feel like there's more to that story that we didn't No, get. and then I drove her home and like nothing happened and I, I, I don't know if I tried to make, I think, okay, I gotta go and she just left and I was like, whoa. And then years later she was like, Dude, you should, yeah. you're trying to act all, like you a baller showing up with that convertible, motherfucker, I know you. <laughs> Dude, you fucked that up. You could have been the uh, Tom Arnold to a Roseanne bar. <laughs> no, you fucked that up, bro. Time. Okay. No. And we're gonna move on. And F, on that note, to the American legal system. Um, yeah. If you don't know Ray Carruth, he was, uh, I'll read you this uh, headline of the story. The, Can- the Carolina Panthers' first round draft choice in 1997 served nearly 19 years in prison. In January 01, a Charlotte jury convicted Carruth of conspiring to murder Sherika Adams, who is nearly eight months pregnant with Carruth's child when she was shot four times inside of her car on November 16, 1999. At the time, Adams was Caruthas on and off girlfriend. He had a son uh, named Chancellor Lee, who was born by emergency C-section less than 90 minutes after his mother was shot. He had brain damage and cerebral palsy owing to the blood and oxygen that he was deprived of during the chaotic minutes after the gunshots. Why are you talking about this story? Because I find it amazing that this man who organized her killing is out after 19 years. Not only that, if it's not worse, Sherika Adams didn't die immediately of her wounds. She saved her son's life with her haunting 911 call, but passed away four weeks later. Adams was screaming, drowning in her own blood. You could hear a gurgling sound. And yet, this man who actually planned... Wait, keep going. I'm almost finished. <laughs> disgusting. Who planned his murder... I'm going to think of this from now and not to come. This is the worst. Only got... Yeah, right? Only got 19 years in prison. Is that an appropriate time to serve for organizing the murder of somebody in such a brutal fashion? I don't know why it's not life, but I guess if you... Yeah, how is that not life? You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Like the only thing worse is in Europe when you like you could just straight up murder people in Europe and you'll go to jail for like seven years. And that's like a German jail, which is equivalent to like a woman's jail in the United States. You know what I mean? They're just doing like macrame and crochet and like learning how to better themselves. <laughs> it's not like a male jail where they like get into your soul and it sits there and you like your whole life is fucked and they rape you in the butt a bunch, <laughs> which would have been inappropriate. I feel like them. everything you know about jail is based on TV shows. Yes. From, from you saying that. Right. It is. <laughs> Two shows, Scared Straight and Oz. Yeah. Oh, my God, Scared Straight. You, I love how the oh, my God for that was Scared Straight. That's how I can tell <laughs> that Tommy's younger because he never saw Oz. No. Like, Oz mm. is one of the most fucked up shows you can ever fucking see. I remember the last time I watched Oz was uh, it was uh, this guy just got a, a new celly, right? And he was like raping the cell. He's like, listen here, bitch, you're going to suck my dick tonight. And he did. And he just beating the shit out of him, beating the shit out of him. And the guy couldn't take it anymore. And he's like, listen here, bitch, you're going to suck my dick. So he did. And he looks okay, up at him. <laughs> and then he just chomps down and bites Ugh. up his dick. And the next scene is him just like screaming on a gurney. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was in Oz, not to name drop. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't. It was in the last uh, season of Oz. But uh, oh, shit played a nazi what else <laughs> but you know what's funny thing about oz i'll tell you real quick yeah. this is a total segue if you guys want to google it sure. oz was all about like oh rough prison rough prison da, da, da. and it was like oh all these tough men and then about four like five seasons in the producers realized that they'd had a gay audience like gay Are you guys serious? were watching wow. the f- last four seasons of oz is gay porn is that when you got cast it's all like literally it's like we need a kundalini it used to be like oh we're gonna rape this guy now it's like it's like slow pans as the rapist it's like love you know yeah it's like thrust you know what i mean close-up of their puerto rican skin as it's going down yeah this music is playing in the background (laughs) (laughs) yeah and our final grade a c to the nfl trade season there is now hype around the NFL trade deadline, not as much as the MLB or NBA, but that is changing, especially with blockbuster trades in r- recent years, including Marcel Darius to the Jags and Garoppolo to the Niners last year. And we have now we have gotten some fireworks this year with Amari Cooper to Dallas and the Giants trading Damian Harrison and Eli Apple, but not as many fireworks as usual. We're still waiting on some big names, including Demarius Thomas, Le'Veon Bell, Eli Manning, and the prize, Patrick Peterson. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up. The Giants and the Raiders are selling everything, and the Saints and Patriots are pushing hard to buy everything. The NFL deadline is October oh my 30th. God. Where would so Eli? Who would take Eli? The problem is Eli's cap number is so fucking big. But there are there are actually places he would be great on Jacksonville, but they have one of the worst cap sheets in the NFL, so it's hard to fit that one to one. And getting them would all would fuck them up even more for the coming years. But Eli's not that bad. He's getting a lot of shit. He just has no time. If you give him time, this is like when Vince is talking about Kershaw and defending him. If you give Eli time, he can still throw the ball downfield. You know, he just has no time. There's never any yeah. time. Father There's time. There's never any time. More like it. Yeah, father yeah. time. How old is he now? He's like 30s. 36, 38, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's done yeah. so. Wrap it up. I feel like people used to wrap news? it up. What? I feel like athletes used to be like, ah, I'm done. Yeah. But now they don't. They're like, fuck it. I'm 40. I'll keep going. Tom Brady's going to play till 45. But that's because the rules have changed. Like, we're talking about the MLB not changing rules. NFL has made it so it's illegal to tackle quarterbacks by the ankles, you know, yeah, to yeah. hit them. So guys like that can absolutely play till they're 45 now, which is smart for the NFL, yeah. you know, because yeah, sure. that's the only reason people watch is because of those fucking people. Yeah. 
Tommy. The NFL has to protect the white people. Are we ready for the news time? It's time for the news. Time Tommy's for the news. news do the news time. do the news music intro. Bum 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 bum. Giant racist ad. <laughs> a billionaire co-owner of the San Francisco Giants gave money to a political action committee behind a racist radio ad in Arkansas. That features two women saying Democrats could bring back lynching if black voters don't support the GOP. Charles B. Johnson, who is believed to own the largest stake in the Giants, gave $1,000 this summer to black Americans for the president's agenda, a super PAC that supports President Trump's policies and conservative candidates, according to the group's financial disclosure. Like this... Mm. This video is like, if you're a normal person, it's so ridiculous. It's hilarious. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to hear this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is the actual ad. What do you think about what's happening in Washington? Our Congressman French Hill and the Republicans know that it's dangerous to change the presumption of innocence to a presumption of guilt, especially for black men. If the Democrats can do that to a white justice of the Supreme Court with no evidence... I'm pretty sure these are white people acting like black people. I was about to say, I can't see them, but I could just picture someone like, okay, let me do it. Amos and Andy. You know what? (laughs) There's no corroboration, and all of her witnesses, including her best friend, say it didn't happen? What will happen to our husbands, our fathers, or our sons when a white girl lies on them? Mm. Girl, white Democrats will be lynching black folk again. Honey, I've always told my son, don't be messing around with that. If you get caught, she will cry rape. I'm voting to keep Congressman French Hill and the Republicans because we have to protect our men and boys. We can't afford to let white Democrats take us back to bad old days of race verdicts, life sentences, and lynchings when a white girl screams rape. Paid for by black Americans for the president's agenda. That's not awful. authorized by any candidate or candidates. Awful co- and a solid point at the same time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> explain. Look. Okay, I'll, I'll explain right now and we'll go back to Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish posts this shirt of, uh, picture of her with cleavage. I, and she goes, I like the way this makes my breasts look. Yeah. And I go, just one breast? Which breast don't you like? And people are like, ha, ha, ha. And this, and this white woman went on there and said, not everyone speaks the same way you do. You need to educate yourself on that. And I wrote, can I have white women unnecessarily come into someone's defense for $200, Alex? Right. And then she wrote this whole thing. is like, I don't sub- <laughs> subscribe to the colonial point of beauty and like all this fucking well, those white bullshit, people, white, woke well, shit. And all the black people are like, people, you're a dumb white yeah, bitch. Those shut white, up. Those white people are annoying because they think that you need protection. You know what I mean? Like as a minority. They think that they they're helping. They need you to help. That's a, that's yes. more white savior but, bullshit. But what I said is like act, in the blind on side. social media, they act like they're totally woke. In the yeah. minute they're uncomfortable they're around a black guy, they're like nine one one nine one one. Or or they or they expect that minorities have to fit into the box of what they think minorities should believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they have to. You have to fit their preconceived ideas of what's right mm-hmm. for minorities to think. Yeah. Because they think they already like know that, that that woman in Texas who like said where where you live why you come in my apartment and you know that whole thing yeah I she thought- probably on social media she's like I can't believe prejudice <laughs> against black people but in real life confronted with it she's a total hypocrite yeah I thought the love guru was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that had to do with the point but what the fuck was the point what are you talking about again 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I it was related wanted, somehow, right? I just wanted to what hear talking your about? thoughts. Like that's so like oh, but don't tell me both sides do it. That shit's so ridiculous, though. You know what I mean? Oh, it's oh, oh. So is this pack all created? And funded by well, by mostly black people. No, no, that's the idea. Just like so, white people hired black people to make this commercial. Right. Like if you like, there's pictures. There'll be rallies like blacks for Trump. They'll have like their little like like uh, setups outside at the Trump things, and it'll literally be like five white people out there, and it'll be like blacks for Trump. So they're just like doing this political propaganda to make it look like you know. But if you do, if you do go, if but you Kanye do- Kanye West will achieve some marginal support within african-american males they, i mean it doubled from four to eight percent trump support from within for african males not uh yeah african female, by the way the phrase hashtag believe all women that is a very white woman phrase it's not something that's rampant in the african community community you well know? you know i had a debate with somebody uh, with a female comedian i won't say you know i'll invite her on if she wants to talk about it. but uh, she was like oh man the nfl sucks can you believe all these guys are like rapists and domestic abusers i quit watching the nfl and i was like well you know that's kind of like really short-sighted because their statistics for violent crime rape domestic abuse is lower than the natural national average the only reason it's getting so much attention is because yeah. they're black athletes for sure you know what i mean if yeah. like look at roethlisberger no one even talks about that anymore mm. and she's like no da, 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 da. and i'm like well can't you see like why how that's happening mm-hmm. yeah obviously this is terrible and there's like this problem here yeah but it's lower than national averages why is why are these black athletes getting so much attention mm-hmm. you know and she wasn't able to kind of see that and so i don't know that was just kind of like it's frustrating. Everyone's in their own on their own little bubble rather than kind of like But I think those women I don't know. I think those women that said that, whether they've been bamboozled or hoodwinked by Republicans, I think they probably believe what they're saying too. Meaning I don't I, I think that they're legitimate they're black women who legitimately believe that. They're like, wait, there was no due process with Brett Kavanaugh. So if you're a, if you're a black man and the justice system's already you know, geared against no, you. I don't think there's many black people this side of Candace Owens that think that. I mean, they can see through the bullshit of what that ad is. You know what I mean? If you're talking about who's, whenever there's uh, violence, uh, police violence on African-American communities, you can see right there who's allies and who's not allies. And quite honestly, if you want to know who should run this country and who's usually right on their political opinions, look at African-American women's opinions, okay? Because they're nearly fucking right about every political Mm -hmm. issue. Even when we're coming to these issues of what the proper term is intersectionality, that's a proper term for it. Mm-hmm. But when we come to issues of that, there's, I think black women kind of are leading the forefront of criticizing um, the short-sightedness of quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, black feminism, or white feminism, excuse me. Criticizing I agree. white feminism. Yeah, because a lot of times these, these white feminists just forget about everybody else and then they talk about equality, but there's no equality in this country without you know women's minority women's equality. You know, absolutely. Hence so. Elizabeth Warren. That's why she should <laughs> wait a minute. Exactly. What's the next story, Tommy? Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of minorities, always tries to sneak a soccer story. And what is the soccer story this week, Tommy? <laughs> From dead spin, an amateur soccer match in Germany between SV Prusen Einberg and ESG 9906. The second featured six goals, one red card, and one mangled nose after Einberg player went all Luis Suarez and chewed off a hunk of an ESD player's face. That is Ugh. interesting. 
I like biting. What's what's your what's your take? What is it ever right to bite a motherfucker? And have you ever bitten a motherfucker? <laughs> when I was I was playing blocks when I was in kindergarten, and this guy is this Eddie, true? Yeah, yeah. He he took my fucking blocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I bit and I bit his head. Yeah. Well, how do you get a, a head bite? Is hard. I mean, I didn't get my whole mouth. But I guess but when I you're bit smaller, his, it's I, a softer ah, head. I bit yeah. his head. Yeah. And I ran and hid in the principal's closet for five hours, and then yeah, they, they finally they found me. They couldn't find you. It took them five hours to find oh, me. Oh, so this is like closet. a traumatic event, in Bill's. It was a shaping. Oh yeah, event yeah, yeah. Bill's if your girlfriend, you come over to my parents' house, they will tell you the story of me biting Eddie's head <laughs> and hiding in the closet for You're five like, hours. Oh, mom and dad, you have to tell that story every it is time. Very, it is very, it is very primal. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like when we were, we were just like cavemen we probably just blocks. would bite people by the throats to kill them yeah. you know what i mean i like it's like in 2001 before the black like obsidian thing comes yeah. down and so something happened to that guy before he bit the nose that must have must have triggered him crazy it must have triggered him it maybe he triggered yeah we all know the most famous biting incident of all right oh tyson holyfield oh it's really soft well tommy i think this thing is off well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I've never bitten anybody. I did have this bully, I guess. And so he wouldn't, Michael Gerardo, he wouldn't leave me alone. He'd like put me in headlocks and then he'd like come and he like punch me really hard to the point where like it fucking hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember one time we were there, it was like history class or something. He came up behind me and he gave me another one of those fucking things and he wasn't letting go. I took my pen, my pencil, which was freshly sharpened Ooh. and like, like Oz or fucking the wire. In the thigh? And I went, no, in his side, dude. I could have gotten like a shanked him or liver. I straight up fucking shanked the dude. You know what I mean? And I got a good one too. Like a real fucking good one. Like in, I punctured this fucking little fat roll and that motherfucker never fucked with me again the day after that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it kind of shows because he knew that you were a fucking crazy person. <laughs> Sometimes violence does help. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? okay. yeah. What is our next story? One more quick note on soccer: Arsenal Football Club wins their tenth game in a row, scoring some of the Yay, most beautiful great. team goals ever seen in the Premier League. Check them out on YouTube.com. What is that voice? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what look that is. Look at this beautiful goal. I hate the word beautiful. It's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game, Bill. I know, yeah. but th- look at, a look goal. At the, look at that. Oh, that goal was Look at the legs on that great. goal. Oh, that goal was <laughs> look gorgeous. Look at the really? oh, that, goal. that goal was breathtaking. Unbelievable. Oh. Look at him go. I want to take that goal out and buy it. Magnificent. What an exotic goal that was. <laughs> yes. Oh, UFC. God. Is all our audio out on the computer or? Should it be fine? Oh, play. Try, try placing. It should work. I don't know. That was weird. Maybe it's just a video. Keep keep going. Okay. UFC. The UFC and one championship are close to finalizing what could be considered the first major trade in mixed martial arts history. Mm. According to multiple sources, there is a proposed deal on the table for the UFC to release former flyweight champion Demetrius Johnson from his contract in order to allow him to sign with one. In return, one will release former welterweight champion Ben Askren from his contract so he can finally join the UFC. I don't fucking get this. How can the two fight promotions trade players? That doesn't I know, make that'd sense. be like, like NFL USFL like, yeah, trading players. Trade players. That's crazy. That's like fucking Mandingo fights or I, something. I think it's like a just a publicity stunt. I don't think it means anything. Neither the, none of those fighters are really relevant anymore. Well, so no, the really one matters. the one guy is an up and comer. That uh, the younger one, he's like seventeen and oh or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's so crazy <laughs> that you can just trade people like that. You know. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely just a promotional thing. Who cares? Yeah, we actually have live footage of an upcoming fight between the UFC and one promotion. Do you want to do you want to hear some of the footage? Do you want to hear? I'm thinking a joke is coming. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Play along with the bit. You're ruining the conceit. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. There was a you really? Let me see that. Yeah. Thank oh, shit. You. When I have that real out? footage here. Can you was believe it that? Like yesterday? Yeah, it's right here. You want to hear it? Holy shit. Oh my god. Do I? Here it is. Have you been reading my diary? Lord, I told you. Is that from The Walking Dead? You don't know the scene? Where's that from? You don't know? Leonardo DiCaprio is with it. Uh, the Departed? Titanic? He's just throwing the man a hammer. Go on, go finish it. Django? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh. It is the... It is the Mandingo fight in Django Unchained. Oh God! Which is what I think of when I think of UFC often. Anyways, next <laughs> next story. <Ugh>. Basketball, the <laughs> biggest story of the week. Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo, Los Angeles Lakers guard Rajon Rondo, on Tuesday continued to deny that he intentionally spit at Houston Rockets guard Chris uh-huh. Paul during Saturday's brawl that resulted in the suspension of three players. Fake news. Rondo again pointed to the fact that he was wearing a mouth guard, which would impact his ability to intentionally spit on someone, and said the league catered to Paul's quote-unquote good guy image when declining the length of the bands, when deciding the length of the bands. Of course... The NBA went, this is a quote from Rondo, of course the NBA went with his side because I got three games and he got two, Rondo told ESPN. Everyone wants to believe Chris Paul is a good guy. They know he's a horrible teammate. They they don't know he's a horrible teammate. They don't know how he treats people. Look at what he did last year when he was in LA trying to get the Clippers locker room. They don't want to believe he's capable of taunting and igniting an incident. Brandon Ingram was suspended for four games. Rajon Rondo, three. Chris Paul, two for their parts in a brawl between the Lakers and the Rockets on Saturday. It was a pretty good brawl. It reminded me of a 90s brawl. Like, you don't see that kind of brawl in the NBA today. But that was pretty commonplace in, like, the 90s playoffs. I mean, that shit would happen once a series. And if it didn't happen, your team was probably puss. Were punches were thrown? Oh, punches. Punches. Back when men were men. Back when men were men. (laughs) Well, how how can... Rondo denied the spit because there's like close up video it. of him. Yeah. Going, well, he's saying it was like accidental or non incidental or whatever. But what's also hilarious is him calling out. Well, it's like actually a pretty open secret in the NBA. I don't know if it's leaked to the mainstream, but Chris Paul is like, everyone hates Chris Paul who's oh, on the really? scenes. Like, people hate playing with Chris Paul. Apparently, what did he's he a do huge in the, dickhead. In the locker room? I don't know the story. Last year, like, uh, Rondo's a little bit confused. They got in a fight with, I forget who the other team was. But Chris Paul went with his homies, like like it was West Side Story or something, the three or four of them, and they went waiting outside the other team's locker room. Like, hey, come out. We're going to fight you. See? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, obviously nothing happened. Yeah. You know? But it's it's known Chris Paul is kind of a shitty teammate. And, like, uh-huh. in response to this, Daryl Morey uh, uh, tweeted out a picture who's the GM of the Rockets, or is it called Dork Elvis, of a, of a teapot calling a kettle black. And uh-huh. it's like, which is interesting, but you're also saying – that Chris Paul is a teapot or a kettle. You're saying he's a shitty roommate or a shitty roommate, a shitty uh, teammate in that scenario. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're agreeing. You're saying, well, you also suck you're the way you Chris Paul suck. sucks. Yeah, exactly. Fun. But I love how you can get into fights in sports. But if you were to do this like a few feet away from that, it's felony assault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I also wanna... love how in, in, in hockey, you can do it. And like, you guys done fighting? <laughs> mm, all right. Yeah, like you can beat the shit. But if you do that outside the stadium, it's completely a felony. Yeah. Can you imagine that if in, in basketball, they threw the same type of punches they did in the NHL? That would be insane. Uh, it would be insane. Well, it actually ended, uh, you know, the coach of the Rockets during their two NBA uh, titles, Rudy Tomjanovich, his career was ended by a sucker punch where the motherfucker just caught him flat out fresh, Ooh. dude. And by the way, Rajon Rondo knows how to throw a punch. Like, you can tell. He knows how to throw a punch. A lot of times you see guys throwing punches and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know? But it was kind of like a loop and he... Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get straight. But a lot of guys straight. go too loopy. Ingram looked a little goofy. Well, Ingram <laughs> is just completely running in there like a bitch after the fact, like punching people in the back. Well, let's of the be head. honest. Square when you're up, like, motherfucker. When you're six eight, you don't have to learn how to box or fight or do anything. Because no, <laughs> which and you're is a why black they dude. don't, dude. A six eight black dude. Like, why would you ever have to learn to do anything? Well, have you seen when Shaq goes after Brad Miller, and like uh-uh. he's he's like trying to punch him like a little kid. Like you can see he's never like he has his arm he's up. Doing, you know like, what I mean? It's like yeah. fist back. Yeah, it was one of those. But uh, I love NBA beefs. There's another good one right now going on with Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid where um, where Embiid's like, I own a lot of real estate in his head, and Andre Drummond just calls him fat the whole time <laughs> and out of shape, which I was like, fat is always a great uh, comeback. It's a closer. Yeah, it's such a closer. They're taking it away. Uh, one of my favorite NBA beefs is the famous or infamous Jim Jackson, Jason Kidd beef. The Mavericks, like in the early 90s, they had so much potential. They had Jamal Mashburn, Jim Jackson, and Jason Kidd, or as they were called, the Three Jays. And then you know what happened? Wow. Enter one Tony Braxton. Remember? Uh, oh, wait. Break my heart. They were bang- they all banging her. Say you love me again. Remember yeah. that? Um, well, she was with Jim Jackson, and Jason Kidd slid into her pre-existing, not existent yet DMs, and they started to shit up a little bit, oh. and that caused the whole fracture of the Mavericks locker room and oh, to cause wow. them to break up their young core. Also reminiscent of the Tony Parker-Brent Berry incident where Tony Parker fucked Brent Berry's wife. Yeah. But my favorite NBA unexpected hookup to segue of all time Mm -hmm. is Sarah Palin and Glenn Rice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is well known, but our once vice presidential nominee once had an affair or slept with, I should say. One night stand, right? Eight time NBA all-star, I believe, Glenn Rice. Yeah. She was in college. Can you believe that? Do you believe it? I absolutely. Well, first of all, that's why would he, why would he be like, listen guys, (laughs) not to brag. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I hooked up with an above-average attractive white woman <laughs> who lives in Alaska. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd lie about that. No, like he wouldn't lie about it. And Sarah Palin he was also very, it he's very complimentary he about was it, right? Not only complimentary, he is in love with her. Do you want me to read this copy real quick? Sure. And you can tell me when it gets uh, not interesting. I think it's interesting. After her graduation, Sarah returned to Alaska and worked on the sports desk of Anchorage television station KTUU. On weekdays, she'd do the 10 p.m. sports newscast. Her attitude toward people of color was evolving. In Anchorage, she even dated black men. A friend says Sarah and her sisters had a fetish for black guys for a while. They were like the Alaska Kardashians, apparently. If you, basically, if you date a black guy, you have a fetish for black guys. <laughs> in in Alaska. Like that, yeah. In Alaska, yeah. Each year over Thanksgiving weekend, the University of Alaska hosted a basketball tournament 
tournament called the Great Alaska Shootout, featuring some of the country's best teens. In 87, one of the top squads visited in the University of Michigan, led by six foot eight. Uh, junior Glenn Rice. Of course, basketball fans will remember him from the 90s. Rice would lead Michigan to the championship at 89 on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Michigan's all-time leading scorer. But this would not be his greatest accomplishment. Uh, Sarah, whether in her professional capacity as a sports reporter or simply as a basketball groupie who had begun to find black men attractive, Sarah linked up with Rice during the weekend tournament. One friend recalls they went out. I suspect it was more than that. I can't say I know they had sex, but I remember Sarah feeling pretty good that she'd been with a black basketball store star. In one version of the story, Sarah's encounter with Rice took place in her sister Molly's dorm room at the University of Alaska Anchorage. She hauled his ass down, a friend says, but she freaked out afterwards, hysterical, crying. Totally flipped out. The thing that people remember is her freak out, how completely crazy she got. I fucked a black man. She was just horrified. She couldn't believe she'd done it. Who, who's saying that? Who's this saying this? This is a friend quoting Sarah Palin saying it. Okay. So this after the fact, Sarah Palin is crying, flipping out, saying, I fucked a black man. I can't believe I've done this. Okay. Glenn Rice remembers the weekend quite differently. When the, this reporter, whoever it is, spoke to him by telephone in March 2011, he said, I remember it as if it was yesterday. I bet you do. Oh. She was a sweetheart. I met her almost as soon as we got out there. Rice doesn't recall being in the university dorm. We mostly hung out at the hotel. We just hit it off. In a short time, we got to know a lot about one another. <laughs> it was all done in a respectful way. Nothing hurried, you know? Yeah. So you've never had the feeling she ever felt bad about having sex with a black guy? No, 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 nothing like that, Rice said. Even after I left Alaska, we talked a lot on the phone. I think right up until the time she got married. She was a gorgeous woman, super nice. I was blown away by her. Afterward, she was a big crush that I had. I talked about her for a long time. Only good things. She was a well-rounded young lady. It's amazing that the way she stayed with me, I think the utmost of her, and I felt that way from the start. Whoever wrote that article is a shitty white person. <laughs> Explain. Because oh, shit. they're... You still got me? Okay. Like, good. basically, a man and woman hooked up, right. and then the person who's writing this article, he or she, is, I'm assuming it's a him. Yeah. He is fetishizing it and making it this weird oh, black thing. Guy thing. This whole thing. He's asking questions like, was it weird that you hung out with? Like, <laughs> even true. if it was, like, wh why is that news? Yeah, why yeah, did yeah. that become a big story? I just think it's interesting that Sarah Palin, you know, despite being the way she is, would like sleep. But do you think it's an interesting way. story that any Republican woman would sleep with another white guy? That was like no. If she, like, if, she if, slept, like, if she slept with Tom Chambers, I don't think it'd be a story. You know I mean? Yeah, no one would care. No one would give a shit. If it was fucking Dan Marley, you know, maybe that'd be interesting. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no one would be like, oh, it, it wouldn't get. A fraction do you want to hear Sarah actually talking about this? Event? She talks about it. No, but this is a newscast after Glenn oh. Rice has visited town. Yeah, this I saw his someone. penis in my house. <laughs> Other news besides I did a rod, right? Right, there was some good college basketball today. I'm going to show you highlights, plus tell you all about that next. Stay right there. Ooh, I bet you will tell us all about yeah. it, Sarah. Your highlights of your weekend. <laughs> yeah, that is our show for today. I think we all learned something today. Yeah, did what, did we, what did you learn? Starting with you, Tommy, what did you learn today? That you should shave that mustache. I definitely 100%. am going to go home and fix my face. Uh... I did not know that you were a yoga instructor. I've had a lot of lifetime. That's, you know, I'm going to have to maybe do some research on that. 
That's all I learned. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. You're the leader of yoga. What'd you learn, Vincent? I I actually learned some things about Bill too. I didn't know he. Uh, Came from a rich family. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this is how it happens, Bill. You know what I mean? And what did you learn this week, Billo? I learned you guys are a bunch of math. <laughs> um, I learned that I care even less about baseball now. There you go. And I learned that you guys should follow us on at Fanatics Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening this week. Bill and I are going to be in Reno next week. We'll be in Reno from the, what's the day again? The, the 30th Tuesday through the 4th. through Sunday, probably hating ourselves for at least 35%. We're going to go hiking. We're going to go Tahoe. Are, we gonna do, are awesome. you taking your podcasting equipment up there? Because Bill, Bill is also starting a podcast here on the network. Are you yeah, gonna take and that it's shit up called there? The After Laugh. And I gave him right. All, Tommy's going to be producer on it. All the ideas for. I'm oh, going to swipe look Tommy to from shitty you. production values and a bunch of shit that never works. I do a very good job. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and it's basically uh, much better than this podcast. It <laughs> takes place in my yard after shows, and you yeah. get comics. You get them drunk, you get them stoned, you get them vulnerable. There you go. And they show up, drunk, and they think they're around vulnerable. a fireplace just telling campfire stories. Next thing you know, they're doing sound bites. They'll get they're them fired. They're telling blacklisted dating stories. <laughs> yes. Next thing you know. Uh, guys, so we'll probably be recording from Reno next week. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Thanks for turning in, tuning in, turning in, all of those things. Um, next bye. week, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>